All right, guys.、Um, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books Here with Kevin. Today, let's talk about the decline phase of an empire. Right? What have to happen for it to go down as a country? So, decline typically comes from internal economic weakness together with internal fighting. So, think about it as like a social、uh, ranking or a social disparity. Right, there's like a lot of friction internally, and there could be external fighting from it as well. So, it 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 can be a very long and gradual decline, or it can also be a very sudden decline. Right, so both ways are possible, and both ways are kind of doable. Right, so internally, let's start there. We talked about it last time, right? When a com, uh, when a company, when a country, um, rises to the top, there, they usually have a very very easier way to print money, right? Or to you know like borrow money. So there could be an economic downturn when the debt become very large, and then the empire can no longer borrow money to repay its debts anymore, right? So they start defaulting or print a lot of new money. And in this particular stage, the country usually choose to print a lot of money.、Uh, in the beginning, maybe just print like a little bit there and there, and then in the end, massively, just because of the fact that like they just cannot allow the country to go bankrupt or、right, to go default, and then that causes inflation. And typically, during those times, government have problems funding themselves as well. So there is. A lot more internal conflicts between, let's say, different religious group, racial groups, ethnicity, and also this is where the pol the the politicians sees an opportunity to,、um, you know, rile up their base, right? So the politicians started to get more polarizing as well. We have the socialist party, we have the capitalist party, we have the red, we have the blue, we have the elephant, we have the donkey. All of those things start happening right there, and they're getting more extreme and more,、uh, more, more serious, if you will. And typically, during these times, the taxes on the rich rise. If you think about it, right, what could be the easiest way for a government to recuperate money? Tax, right? And do you want to tax the poor people? Probably not, right? Then you're gonna get a a revolution on <laughs> on your hands, right? Think about how the U.S. uh was getting um you know uh independence from the U.K. Um, so the next logical phase is taxing the rich, and and the rich will in response, fearing their well being being taken away, they will move to to like different places where or different currency that they feel safer, so you cannot tax me away, so. There's going to be kind of this, what's the term? Big government or big、um, regulation, if you will, right? Happening in、uh, in this particular stage, and fighting for wealth start to get really, really bad, and then everybody just start to go into a panic. So, for all of these internal struggles, right? Inflation. And what I will have, what what I will do for for the um economy is that the um economy will actually have their output being cut, right, being decreased as if 
at this point in time, and then they will shrink their economic pie, and then causes more conflict, right? Uh, for example, right, like the thing that like come uh, come to mind is actually uh, the supply chain shortage, right? So during this time, again, there will be like populist leader coming up say, hey, this is something that we think is going to be having problems because of the fact that, hey, the government, right, the um, the uh, establishment is like giving us problems. Let's like vote them out, right, or let's do an uprising. So democracy, in a sense, is challenged as well during this stage. So it's very, very ugly stuff. And once a country has internal conflicts or has enough internal conflicts, then civil war will start to kind of erupt and then there will be bigger changes. So an example that Ray uses in this chapter is when um, the Roosevelt Revolution trying to redistribute wealth was kind of peaceful, but the revolution that changed the domestic water, uh, let's say Japan, Germany, right, and China, the World War II, is kind of a little bit more violent, right? So there's a two different ways that we can do this in history. And then after the Civil War, after the revolution, we have new internal waters, you know, are coming in. And then this is where everybody has been brought to an equalization mode, if you will, right? Um, there's a lot more poor people, right? Just because of the war, the nature of the war. And then everybody starts to work together and then we start forming a new government and then the cycle repeats. So, so this is kind of like the internal uh, conflict situation. Now, externally, where there is a rising power and the rising power is actually going to cause tension, right? Or increasing the risk of uh, international conflict. And this is very, very risky because if this rising international power has built up a compatible military, then it's going to create tension, right? An example, I think probably right now is between China and between the U.S. So defending one's country against foreign rivals, foreign enemy, it requires a lot of military spending, which can put a tax on the internal money flow and the uh, internal structure as well. And there is no really kind of a peaceful way to like settle international disputes and those kind of conflict usually results in a test of power and if those don't get handled properly then it leads to war and if you are on the top right if you're the leading empire you are kind of facing the choice of either fighting or retreating uh then you have a kind of a decision to make right if you fight and then if you lose the outcome is the worst, right? If you retreat, that doesn't look good either because it kind of uh, allows the opposition to say, hey, uh, you guys chicken out, right? So we are the new power now. So they kind of, in a sense, like are goaded into this opportunity to like fight and to kind of, I, I, I don't know how to like, phrase it, but like goaded into the war instead of choosing to willing to fight the war. And we all know that wars are terribly costly, right? So at the same time, there is titanic shift to realign the social order or the war order in general. And then we have another new cycle again. So if I want to kind of 
um, summarize this declining phase for our nation is indebtedness, civil war, revolution at home, war abroad, or loss in faith in the currency. And then the typical outcome is changing the, of the world order is typically at hand. So the decline is really something that is unique for each and every single country in history, right? China, for example, suffer. I I would argue it's like sort of quick, right? Um, the the uh, Qing Dynasty, right? It's kind of wrap up like between I want to say nineteen eighteen fifty to about nineteen eleven, um, but let's say the fall of the um, the uh, Dutch Empire, or let's say. Some uh, someone might say the fall of the U.S. empire right now, right? Um, it's 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 something that probably going to be more subtle, right? Because I feel like in the modern days we can handle economic conflict or international relational tension better than before. So the option is not really just like fight, 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 fight. So these are the characteristics of the decline, and then. Uh, that's it, right? So that is kind of like the three chapters of the big holistic view on, you want to say, the cycle of the nation moving either from the beginning stage to the top stage and to, and to the down stage. And next time, we're going to cover more on like, from a broader picture, there are 18 points of the big cycle. So we're going to cover that tomorrow. And then uh, we're going to dive into something a little, a little bit more uh, specific, right? We're gonna, we're gonna uh, talk about reserve currency. We're gonna t- uh, talk about money. Talk about money, credit, and then the, the a relationship between them, and the education, freedom, all that fun stuff. Okay, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. I, I'm I'm shooting to do two or three episodes, you know, per week. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, thank you guys so much. Have a good day.